0: Welcome to Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick
1: and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog.
0: Join us on our podcasting journey as we bring you the latest in LEGO news, talk about sets we've recently put together, and remember pieces that we have
1: stepped on in the middle of the night. It is the 4th of June 2021. That's when we're recording this.
0: Excellent. So, Jay, it's been a busy week. What's happening? What's important this week?
1: What isn't important? Um, I feel like this week kind of, it blindsided me. I wasn't expecting so much news to drop on the same week that everyone should be madly rushing to to pick up all the new June sets. It felt like there was a overwhelming number of things happening. New sets being released and available And then we've had reveal after reveal after reveal of um, sets coming out in August, September, October. I think the biggest surprise was definitely getting a glimpse at the second half of 2021 catalog, courtesy of, I think, Japan and Taiwan, which you can still access if you visit through the Lego catalog app, app on Android or iOS. So if you want to have a look at the catalog you can check out my blog or you can go and check out the catalog on the app itself but the second half 2021 calendar gave us a lot of previously unknown information um just rattling off i think what the biggest reveals were Marvel advent calendar that's going to be huge that's going to be it's going to be sold out everywhere this
0: that, that just took me, that just knocked me for a six. That one, I wasn't expecting that
1: at all. It's great, it's got everyone that you could want. It's got Iron Man in a festive Christmas jumper where his arc reactor is a snowflake. That is so perfect. I'm so excited.
0: The other thing that we had over the last, oh, last week was this tease from Lego on their social media channels where they were showing something that looked like a two x two brick with glowing studs in bright purple, light, medium, azure, um, yellow. And there was another, I can't remember the color. It doesn't matter that much. It looked just like the set design for the Danish Eurovision entry in 2021.
1: I lots of people thought it was that was fun. Sorry, that was fun. Um, Lego usually never tell me anything secret, but um, I was actually under NDA the entire time um, and actually knew what was coming. Um, So when Lego dropped that cryptic, you know, Eurovision esque teaser, it was it was quite nice to see what everyone was speculating and guessing it would be. Um, I saw people guessing it was dimensions because some of the colours matched the dimensions pad. I'm not sure what...
0: The old dimensions thing. pad? Yeah. Um, some people were speculating whether it might have been... um Lights. Lighting yes. kits.
1: They were very As disappointed. Said, they were very disappointed. There was a lot of... Um, there, there was a lot of people excited that it was Lego finally getting into the official lighting kit business. Yes,
0: I don't think that's going to happen. We can talk about that some other time, but we're teasing it. We're just being as bad a tease as Lego were here, Jay. So what is it that Lego have announced?
1: So, so Lego have announced LegoCon, an online live stream event to celebrate all things Lego. Um, they've 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 drawn inspiration from other digital live stream events like Minecon, so they specifically um, called out Minecon and they were actually consulting and speaking to people that organised Minecon when they were um, I guess devising Legocon. Yeah, because of because of COVID, you know, more so more so last year, a lot of reveals and big celebration type conventions and events had to move online um i i think they've also taken a leaf out of nintendo nintendo do this quite well where they release nintendo directs to you know tease and reveal new products but it's essentially going to be a a live stream event um on the 26th of june 5 p.m. in London, 12 p.m. in New York, 9 a.m. in Los Angeles, and if you're unlucky enough to be in Australia like us, it's
0: 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Fantastic! I'll either stay up really late or get up really early, or in fact, just it will be available after the event as well, won't it?
1: Yes. Yep. You can. You can definitely. Catch up um, via uh, video on demand, which is the correct name for when you want to rewatch a live stream again. It's going to be quite packed with, I think, reveals and showcases of products. So they've they've told us that they're going to be reveals and demonstrations from. They go Star Wars, Super Mario, City, Dots, Minecraft, Video, um, and more. I, I tried to press the team on whether we would be seeing anything that we haven't heard before, so any juicy reveals, and they did confirm that if you tune in, it would be very likely that you would be seeing new reveals for the first time unless of course it leaks beforehand
0: well we've we've seen a few of those sets now but we know that we haven't seen all of the Star Wars sets because we haven't seen any of the direct to consumer sets for the second half and we have been told to expect at some point this year the Republic gunship that's public knowledge that that's happening but we don't have confirmation of what it's going to look like or when that's going to happen at this stage. We have not seen with the latest catalogue reveal anything coming out with Super Mario beyond the Luigi starter pack so perhaps those sets will be revealed at that time as well.
1: Speaking of um, speaking of Luigi, I I don't know how I missed this, but apparently Luigi is one stud taller than Mario. It's not a direct clone. Did
0: you did you know that? Uh, I had read that.
1: Yes. So yeah, uh, definitely. I think it'll be a great time to show off new Lego Super Mario sets and actions. Apart from the Luigi starter course, yeah, we haven't seen anything yet. So. Yeah, I think Llama is going to be there. You know, everyone's favourite Lego musician slash furry DJ. He's going to be there, so there's going to be some video. And I
0: understand that prior to the event itself, there's going to be a 40-minute pre-show, which is aimed with a bit more specific, um, if I say adult-oriented content, that's not quite right. But there'll be... Presentations from Lego Master, past Lego Masters from the US, particularly Tricky Bricks, are part of the pre-show, and also um, Four Bricks Tall, who is the ambassador for Brick Central. um, Brick Central, one of the toy photography communities, will be doing a presentation there to help show people how to get the best out of photographing their minifigures in action, which. Always looks so much more fun than just dropping them on the table and waving your phone over them. What age groups are they aimed at, Jay?
1: It's not aimed at your hardcore, AFOL, or adult fan of Lego that knows everything about what's coming out, what's been leaked, what's been rumored. It's it's very much targeted at a younger demographic. I would say if you're a child or if you're a tween it's meant to be quite a family friendly live stream event and it's going to be quite it's going to be quite fun light hearted i think for for us old oldies it might seem a bit too kiddy if you've seen the reveal video it's 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 very it's very gen z in fact it's it's probably gen what's the next one gen generation alpha Alpha? Yeah. So just want to manage expectations that, you know, if you're a hardcore Lego fan coming in and expecting set numbers and, and exclusive minifigures, it's not going to be about that. It's it's. I don't think that we're going to see any new 18 plus or Lego for adults or creator expert reveals there. But yeah, it's just going to be fun and I think really kind of targeted at the casual Lego fan and and knowing Lego and the investment and the work that has gone into Lego Con I think they're going to put on a great show. In fact, I like this is something that Lego should have like should have done ages ago, like having their own convention and I think once this pandemic is done and dusted that everyone when everyone's vaccinated and borders are open again, I could foresee this being quite a big event to look forward to in the same vein as E3 is for video games and Star Wars Celebration is for Star Wars.
0: Although they might make the argument that Lego World in Copenhagen every year is probably their big flagship event and it's actually the only event that Lego the company as opposed to the adult engagement team are actively involved with. For me, it sort of feels like it's got a bit of an Apple Keynote kind of a vibe to it, where it's just, we're just going to take you through these things fairly quickly. We'll show you some quick features and you're going to be blown away for a few minutes and then we're going to move on to the next big thing.
1: Yeah, and I think for, again, for casual fans and people unlike us that hang on to every single thing that Lego is talking about, it also potentially gives people a behind the scenes look and direct access to what goes on within Lego. So being able to interact or hear directly from Lego designers and maybe creative leads is is probably a bonus. Like we as fan media take that for granted because mm. we have a direct channel of communication into the Lego group. And for us, it's... I assume that some designers probably know of us and we've spoken to, you know, many designers, whether it's part of fan media days or round, media roundtables. But I think for the casual fan, it, it's really going to be a ticket and a backstage pass into the Lego group. And the fact that it's being live-streamed from the Lego house itself is, I think, quite special. I don't think a lot of people have had that experience or even know what's in the Lego house. So perfect for casual fans and I think if you if you can make it and live in a country that is you know in the right time zone, definitely catch it live because I think it's being being the first one, it's definitely something that, that's not to be missed.
0: And your social media feed will be full of it shortly
1: afterwards. Yep. We should do like a watch party. I think that'd be fun. Between
0: 2 and 4 a.m. on a Sunday morning. What else would you be doing? You raise a valid point. Excellent. Okay, well, that's written off that. Um, I think the weekend before that, I'm actually going to a fan event in Portugal to the Paredes de Cura. And I'm going to be doing a presentation there. Can you get a but travel exemption.
1: I know, I know that you're like fully vaccinated. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm traveling
0: via internet to Portugal. So I'm very excited to be having able to have the chance to go along to that event again. And again, it's one of those things that I'm really looking forward to when the borders reopen. Now, I suppose just one other bit of news that we had um, this morning and we heard that Skybound Entertainment have entered into a collaboration with Amit, Amwet Publishing, who publish a lot of books for the Lego company. And they're going to be producing some lego comics next year how does this fit in with skybound's current portfolio
1: for those that aren't in the know skybound are responsible for the walking dead and invincible which um which is a new animated tv series on amazon which i highly recommend if you enjoy hyper violent cartoons and a fresh take on the superhero genre it's not your typical mcu fare um and i think it's quite interesting because i like graphic novels i think it's a great medium to tell stories and they're quite collectible as well so this is yet another thing that i would love to collect and if done well i think could be quite interesting they're quite they're quite um mm-hmm. the de- we didn't get a lot of details but it sounded like they would be tapping into Lego's existing IP. I'm not sure if they're going to be developing any new IP or licensing any of the existing Walking Dead or Invincible. But you never know. Lego's you know, going hard for that 18-plus adult demographic. I can't see them embracing
0: Invincible or, um, or the Walking Dead really into the Lego portfolio at all. I think... Stranger Things is probably about it. has a high level of fantasy, and that that'll sort of work. But I think the um, that level of hyper violence and indeed just bad language that features in in Invincible and The Walking Dead probably will slow it down from making its way into becoming a Lego sub theme, or indeed to be having sort of Lego Walking Dead comics. As you, hilarious as that might be in
1: principle. You would say that, but, but Lego did release a Punisher minifigure this year and they've done Deadpool. So it's not, it's not that there, there's, there's definitely some precedent there. And I think looking at the entire portfolio of teams, zombies does not have a home and zombies have historically been very, very popular with Lego fans. So, The Walking Dead. I can see them. I I could see it doing really well. Plus, their partnership kicks off, and we're gonna be getting the first comic books in 2022. Guess what was 10 years ago? In 2012, we had Monster Fighters, which was the last we didn't have
0: Monster Fighters. The didn't, last
1: time that we got Lego zombies bona fide lego zombies that weren't in a collectible minifigure series so i think it's time i think it's time and the you know 10th birthday 10th anniversary of monster fighters so i don't never say never i think lego has a strong track record of doing unexpected things especially in the adult 18 plus space so I'm I'm going to be optimistic.
0: Sure. a meat Publishing don't really have any history in the adult publishing space. I think we'll see it more likely to embrace existing or perhaps a new hitherto unseen Lego theme. It could be the long-dreamt-for Bionicle reboot.
1: Ooh, that would be great, I think.
0: I have no idea if this is real, folks. I'm just making this up on the spot. It could be Monkey Kid. It could be Ninjago. It could be Lego City Adventures or Friends.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel like if you want to go down that route, there would be better partners than Skybound. And I feel like they've caught it or considered this partnership with a certain demographic in mind. And yeah, I don't know. If we could... Uh, oh, Bion- Bionicle would make... A lot of sense i could I could definitely see them bring back Bionicle in that way just because storytelling and goal building is so crucial to the Bionicle um, saga absolutely yeah when weren't when, when when there Bionicle comic books as well they, they, they were yeah they were bestsellers as well
0: there, there were years of Bionicle comic books. And there were a few years as well when um, Exo Force was being produced. That was being in, produced in conjunction with webcomics as well. So, Jay, um, have you been building any sets since we last met here?
1: I have been building quite a bit. With the new June releases, the first thing I bought from 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 lego you know in in quite some time was the harry potter i'm gonna call them mega figures so the harry potter and hermione granger buildable giant mini figures mega figures i'm just gonna call them mega figures because i want that name to stick um I've also been building half a world map, well not really half, about 30 I'm about 30% of the way in on the world map, which has been a surprisingly zen and interesting experience, and I've also started on some of the new Mickey and Friends sets because there's a sheep in it and I love Lego livestock. And also managed to build and review the Everyone is Awesome set. So, yeah, been been quite busy on the review front and the building front. But what did you think of Everyone is Awesome? So, it's Pride Month. It's June. So,
0: Everyone is Awesome. I thought this was a fun set. I don't think I've ever put together a set That was so simple in its execution and yet makes such a statement or indeed just looks pretty cool on the shelf. If you've not seen Everyone is Awesome, it is a, it's got 11 stripes. We have a stripe of black, brown, bright red, bright orange, bright yellow, bright green, bright blue, medium lilac. Bright light blue, white, and bright purple. A lot of bright colours there you'll have noticed. And we've got minifigures that are entirely one one colour. They've all got different hairstyles on. And they're on a stripe of colour. And it's like a rainbow with some extra bits on.
1: Um and and, and monochrome minifigures. Affordable monochrome minifigures.
0: Absolutely. This set has um, now become available. And it's really, it's a celebration of inclusivity. It has arrived at the start of Pride Month, but it's certainly not necessarily available in all markets around the world. However, I think it is a gorgeous set, regardless of how you choose to look at it.
1: Oh, Um, yeah. I gave it a five out of five. I think the message that Lego are sending with this set. And this was easily a set that they could have, you know, milked for commercial purpose. But I think, like you said, the execution was simple, but it is really greater than the sum of its parts. And it has really good parts in it as well. Mm. Um, But I think watching Matthew Ashton's designer video where he... He, he was really quite vulnerable. I, I did not expect so much vulnerability from him. And, you know, I, I loved his story about how he built this set for himself and he had displayed it on his desk and it drove a lot of interest among his colleagues. And the very fact that the Lego group, which let's call the spade a spade, has been historically very shy to caught any sort of controversy or, um, you know, shake things up too much in terms of the statements that it makes, because it's always been, they've always seen themselves as a toy company and being about children. And, you know, this is, this, this can be in some, in some circles a very controversial topic i don't know why it's controversial mm. in 2021 but some people certainly get offended by lgbt inclusion and just the whole concept of pride so i think i think it's a watershed moment for the lego group and i i just love that they've done it um i have many mm. people that i'm very close with um, who are part of the lgbtq IA Plus community and I've bought, you know, I I was sent a set for review, which I I love, but I bought two sets because I fully intend to use them as gifts. Fantastic.
0: From a purely technical standpoint, I was delighted to see that we've got a better source of the bright light blue, which is a color that has not been well referenced in Lego material (laughs) until now. The monochrome minifigures, absolutely wonderful and they provoke a subculture all of their own in the collecting of monofigures. A new hairpiece,
1: and, a new Elvis. And a new
0: hairpiece. So there was what, one the hairpiece piece that I couldn't identify at all, and that was the one that is on the blue minifigure, which has quite a high front quiff, and that's apparently modelled after the hairstyle that Matthew Ashton himself had when he was a younger man. Now, Matthew Ashton is the vice president for design with the Lego group. You may also know him from being one of the judges on series one of UK Lego Masters, as well as one of the executive producers on the Lego movie.
1: Basically someone very high up and probably is the person that vetoed bringing the goat mold back. I think if you go back to anecdotes from Lego designers about um, going to a vice president in Lego about bringing the goat back, and it was famously shot down for the medieval blacksmith, you know, might be him.
0: Well, while we're talking about livestock then, Jay, you mentioned that you'd been looking at some of the Mickey and Friends sets.
1: I'm just going to admit it. I bought the set for the sheep. No shame there. I love Lego livestock.
0: What's in this set, Jay?
1: It's got apart a sheep. from a
0: sheep. <laughs> Is there anything in this set that's not a sheep? Who are the who are the characters that we have in this set? Uh, we've we got sheep and
1: <laughs> So I'm just I I I'm, I'm just a very single-minded um I'm just a very single-minded person when it comes to um when it comes to Lego, but In that case, I feel I
0: need to ask, have you built this set or have you merely unpacked the sheep and put it on your shelf?
1: I have unpacked and extracted the sheep and have maybe taken one or two photos with a goat waiting for sunlight to appear to take more photos of the sheep, but I'm just very happy that I got a sheep.
0: So this is Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck's farm, is that correct? Yes.
1: Yes. And they're both in adorable um, overalls as well. Very, very farmer esque. Um, I really fantastic. like fantastic. Really like the minifigure design. I think Mickey has like a uh, some grain or wheat coming out of his pockets. Very cute. Did Did you notice that there
0: was more than a sheep in this, from the wildlife point of view?
1: Oh yeah, it's Bezzles got it's on. got everything. It's got everything you want in a farm set. You got a sheep. You have a rabbit. There's, I think, a chicken as well, a hen. And is it the same horse as the one from the medieval blacksmith? It certainly looks quite it's a, it's a tan.
0: It's a tan horse. It's the same horse mould, yes. And um, have you or has Little Long enjoyed playing with this set yet?
1: Yeah, it's a 4-plus set, so, you know, the, the build experience is not what you go to for a 4-plus set. But yeah, it's a like if you have if you have kids or if you have young younger kids, it's great to get them to transition from you know to help. It's it's a great set as they transition from Duplo into Lego, and it wasn't that expensive. I think it was fifty Australian dollars, which I think for a for a sheep a set containing a sheep, perfect.
0: One of the things that I find interesting about this set, which I'd have thought there'd be a moderate level of interest and demand with on um, the LEGO website, is that there is a limit as to how many of them you can purchase. The limit is 15. Oh, 15. Yep. So you may only own 15 LEGO sheep purchased through this set, but um, you can probably also get hold of some sheep through the Bricks and Pieces
1: parts ordering service. I've been refreshing every every hour Waiting for the sheep to come into in in stock because I absolutely need an entire flock of sheep to join my cows and my pigs and my chickens and my goats. Yeah, and the the Harry Potter mega figures were a lot of fun to to build. I think they're great. They're they're essentially just giant brick built minifigures, and beyond, I guess the Harry Potter and Hermione Granger license. LEGO have definitely stumbled on a winning formula, and I can see them churning these up for all sorts of characters, whether it's Marvel, DC, or Classic Space even. I think if they produce a Classic Space mega figure, it will be the best-selling set ever.
0: There's one piece in this set that is... Exclusive to this set at this point, and that's the one that the face is printed on.
1: Hmm.
0: Is that what size is that? Is that like a, a three by four or a four by four with the f- sort of arched piece with the face printed on?
1: It's a three by four arch piece.
0: I would love to see that in yellow provided in a set with a whiteboard marker so that you can just draw whatever facial expression you like onto your minifigure that a you tra- build,
1: or just a classic smiley face. Classic Smiley would be fantastic as do, well. Do, do we have any minifigure anniversaries coming up? I know next year's the Lego Group's 90th anniversary.
0: Um, minifigure was 78, yeah. So three years ago, we had the 40th anniversary of the minifigure. Um, we are maybe looking at the 20th anniversary of the large buildable. So, in oh, look, it was in 2000 that we had a buildable minifigure set that's set number 3723 um that was available it was just a simple man in blue overalls with a red torso and a green cap and a brick built smiley face so 21st anniversary of that this year is this a tribute or is it just a coincidence i'm going to run with coincidence here i think jay Maybe. maybe they realized oh wait a minute we had a thing. Perhaps we should celebrate the thing. Oh no, we're a little bit late celebrating the thing, but that's okay. We
1: can blame we can blame COVID. A lot of things that were meant to be celebrated last year got pushed into this year. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, if you are a big minifigure or Harry Potter fan, you're going to really enjoy them. If you're not, you could probably skip and just wait until they release one that's in the license or team or character of your choice. How long did they take you to build, Jay? I'm I'm a notoriously slow builder, so I, I think it took an hour-ish? For both of them or just for one? Uh just just, just for one. Okay. So it's
0: still yeah, it's an evening's work. Yeah. It's an evening's work.
1: Yeah. It's not it's not it's not it's not a hard um challenging build, and once you've built one, you've built the other one as well because there's there's not a lot of um, variation apart from the hair sculpting
0: and you mentioned that you'd put together part of the world map, oh, which yeah. is a Lego arts set, and it's got the highest part count of any Lego set produced to date with over eleven thousand elements included, but most of those are one by one, either studs or round tiles. Um,
1: but you do get 40 of the plates that form the canvas, which is pretty good value if you're in the market for those elements.
0: Certainly is. Now, this set's had a mixed, I'm going to say this set's had a mixed reception, and a few people have, in their reviews, were quite. Um, disparaging of it i'm going to suggest that whenever i've tried speed building a mosaic that it has just been a little bit soul destroying mm. what's your build been like for this
1: so that, that was my exact experience so i initially i was trying to rush through the build to get it up in time for the embargo and i got about six plates in and i was just hating the experience because it was just tedious and boring Um, and because I was trying to rush through it I was just not enjoying it so I decided to shift gears and approach the set as the designers intended which is to take my time with it so I then just took my time building a few plates whenever I had free time at night after work and what helped as well was listening to the companion soundtrack slash podcast which was quite nice i actually got quite mm-hmm. emotional i actually got quite emotional listening to it and you know reminiscing about travel places i've been to holidays i've had to cancel be- because of covid places that i've wanted to visit but can't anymore because we're not allowed to leave australia and I feel like that helped me enjoy the experience and watching the map come together. I'm a fan of the design. Like, I, I, do, I don't have an issue with the, the white studs being used for land, land masses because I plan to customize my map and, you know, mark places where I've been or want to go. I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, stick a ton of minifigures on them and possibly animals as well and yeah just kind of make it my own so i'm i'm not rushing through the build i'm about 30 40% of the way done but i'm enjoying it and i think once i put it all together i can you know give my proper assessment but it's definitely not a build that you should rush because you're just going to hate it like i thought the colosseum was bad this is on a whole other level in terms of tediousness when it comes to the build.
0: So it's important, you say, to find a way to, you're just using this as a way to focus your hands and you need to concentrate while you're doing it so that you put it together properly. And so it's really a, it's not a thing to think, I'm going to get this done in the evening. It's a project for a week or two. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, and you also don't get the immediate satisfaction or gratification that you do with a typical Lego set where you can see the build or model come together. This one, Mm. you're building plates and everything just looks like a random mess of colours and it only becomes apparent what you're building, you know, as a mosaic once you start piecing the plates together and you go, Oh, that's South America. Oh, I just built part of parts of Antarctica. So it's it's something that that's quite delayed gratification when it comes to lego whereas i think with most lego sets as you progress you can see what you're building whereas this one you don't really see the end result until you're very close to the end well i look
0: forward to hearing how the final thing has been and looking forward to seeing how it actually looks when you put it up on your wall I'm intrigued with this. There are a few elements in here which reliably fluoresce under ultraviolet light, particularly vibrant coral and bright green. There are a few that have got variable fluorescence, including red and bright yellowish-orange. And I think these could be quite interesting just to see this set under under an ultraviolet light at the end of the day.
1: What have you been building? Um, I was particularly thrilled and found a lot of joy reading your review of the new city set so i want to hear all about it
0: okay so i've put together two of the new lego city sets this week the second half of the year in city sets often has some sort of an action excitement kind of a theme perhaps associated with exploration and this year is no exception and this year we're looking at animal rescue There are two sets that I've put together. One is 60301, which is the wildlife rescue off-roader. It's 157 pieces. It's a four-plus set. The other one is 60302 Wildlife Rescue Operation. It's a 525-piece set. It retails for about $160 in Australia. My goodness. Um, So the thing that I really wanted to have a look at here were the animals. In the wildlife off-roader set, there are three animals that we have. There are two new molds. One is a new lion in tan, and the head is dual molded in reddish brown and tan. Otherwise, the body is and legs are based on that that we've seen with the big cats that were introduced in 2017. So we've got this adult lion, and he's got a head that lifts up and down. He also can raise on his haunches up and down. He's about two studs wide. His mane is about half a stud either side of that he's a quality mold there's also a lion cub which is like a one by two brick with a bit of a head in front and a bit of a tail behind and he's a real cutie as well these animals are both available in white variants in set 60307 the wildlife rescue camp the other thing that we have is one of the new snakes in the off-roader set and that's the same snake that we've seen with Voldemort as a collectible minifigure, but this time he's the snake has had some printing on the back, so it looks like a quality jungle python. Otherwise, with this set, you've got a couple of caves with a an action-packed bridge in between them. You've got a very simple-to-build off-roader, and you've got three minifigures too. And a little, and a tiny jet ski as well. Looking at the largest set, which is the wildlife rescue operation, and wow, we, this is a huge set. It's got so much happening in it. Animals, because that's really what we care about. We've got a new elephant mold. We have got a new baby elephant mold. We have got new monkeys which appear throughout the range and we also have a new colour for the crocodile that was introduced around about 2015, now appearing in green other than the tan and the dark green that we've previously seen it in. This one, it just looks great. It's got piercing yellow eyes and there's a matching crocodile egg in a nest on this set. The Elephant itself, four studs wide, about 11 studs long as far as its footprint is concerned. Um, It's about 16 studs from front to back um, when you've got the trunk and head installed. The head is on a Technic click ball joint which goes up and down in about five positions but can rotate through 180 degrees There is no articulation of the legs, but I don't think that matters immensely for this model. He's got a trunk which can be rotated around and has a connection at the tip for insert, which which, um, will take a bar connection, and I would love one of the three-leaf... Um, foliage elements, if that were to turn up in transparent blue so that you could use it as a tiny water fountain being spurted out of the elephant's trunk, I think would be hilarious. Oh. It's sort of a one-trick pony, and um, we haven't really seen that at this point in time.
1: So so LEGO fans have been wanting an elephant, like a new updated elephant, for the longest time. Do you think that it meets their expectations?
0: So the previous elephant came out with the Adventurer's Orient Expedition set around about, to, sets round about 2003. There was and one we, in light grey, there was one in dark grey.
1: And we also got close with the Arctic sets, which had a mammoth. Certainly. So this is
0: closer to the mammoth. The mammoth has got a hump over its shoulders where this one doesn't. I think if you're a fan of the old elephant, you're going to think that you're going to be disappointed by this one. But I'll have to admit, I really like it.
1: The older elephant has very harsh lines, I feel. This one looks more organic.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. The lines on this are very smooth. The only sharp lines on this would really be the sides of the elephant, making it fit in a 4x10 or 4x11 sort of footprint. But all the lines are otherwise very smooth. But the thing I like with this is that it will sit flat. You're not going to have to fiddle to get the legs to line up properly. That, I think, is a definite plus. The other thing is that the trunk itself, there were was, was sort of two additional parts for the trunk on the old elephant, and it made the creature look quite angry, I thought, mm. um, as well as these fairly harsh lines. I always found that the trunk just made me think it was getting ready to rear up and start.
1: It was very trampling everyone
0: in sight. So I think this is a far more more peaceful, friendlier. Yeah, this one feels this one feels friendly. The baby elephant, the elephant calf that goes with it as well, I think is lovely. It's two studs wide. The ears poke out a little bit more than that. It's about three bricks, two and a half, three bricks high almost. Mm And at the end of its trunk, it actually wraps around so that it functions as a clip, and so you can just tuck a any standard Lego bar into the trunk. You know, I had him just sitting there with a little bunch of leaves that he was chomping on. Otherwise, there's also a small monkey, not quite as cute as the other animals. It's um, essentially one by two and a half studs long plus the tail pokes out about another one and a half studs. It fits within a one stud wide channel. He's got a printed face. He's looks like it's a f- flesh-coloured face with dark tan, almost as a dual-moulded thing, and he's got fixed arms, one of which has a clip, so you can make him hold a banana, or for some reason the set comes with a plaster cast which you can put on the monkey's wrist as well, plainly a sign that it needed rescuing. I don't think it has the same level of charm as the original monkey that came out with the pirate sets. It certainly has none of the articulation, but... Its tail does allow it just to hang around in the various foliage elements, and it's quite cute and endearing in its own right.
1: What kind of monkey is it?
0: Do we know? I think it's probably. Look, they've not really said. I think it's probably more of a spider monkey than anything else.
1: Yeah, like like a oh yeah, I can see that. Like a like like it looks like a capuchin, but not the right colour. So many things um, are just pro- really, I'm mean, a private expert, so...
0: I, I would suggest that there are so many things that don't need to be produced as a definitive, accurate version of something that we know because um, what's the term? Well, it's Lego. Hmm. Um,
1: so, <laughs> it's just- so now that we've got our elephant, what do you think is the next large... Land-based animal that Lego fans are going to turn their attention towards that, that thats clearly missing from everyone's menagerie.
0: I would like to see a proper giraffe. Um, mm. This doesn't; these models don't really line up with the giraffe model the brick-built giraffe that we saw in the Creator Safari set earlier this year though you could use that sort of to just make sure you've got a giraffe to play with. Um, A giraffe, a hippopotamus or a rhinoceros, I think they'd all be great animals to see.
1: Um, Basically just just mining the Duplo catalogue for inspiration.
0: Yeah, just just go through the Duplo catalogue, put smaller studs on the back of them all make them look slightly less friendly but not angry. And um I think that could be awesome. It,
1: um, it does seem and, and 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 this is judging from the makeup of the set, but also the age range. It does seem very playable. It I have a very, lot of, I have a lot of Duplo and animals are a big part of Duplo sets and it feels like a, a slightly more grown up Duplo set? Look,
0: I would say absolutely. I mean, it's it's a city action set. It comes with lots of areas of activity. This set has got four minifigures. It comes with a big helicopter that's got a collection of a crate full of bananas. There are five bananas in this set. You've got a treaded vehicle that can wander out across slightly softer terrain. And you've got a small veterinary lab as well. And you actually also have the solar panel piece, the printed solar panel element that otherwise appeared in the International Space Station is available in this set as well. Mm. So lots of people, a couple of vehicles, lots of opportunity for excitement and peril there's a tree that can fall down to separate the baby elephant from its mum, and in the meantime, the crocodile starts getting designs on what it's going to have for lunch. There's so much to love about this set. The thing I didn't love about this set was probably ultimately its price. It's $160 Australian, which in, as, as its recommended retail price, which you know, compared to 89 €90, Euros, or 90 us dollars for this set it felt like we're paying a slightly over inflated price in this range as well you've got two sets at 160 australian dollars you've got one set at 70 being the set that's got the lion and a jeep in and then you're going down to an atv sort of a quad bike with a single monkey and a scorpion in which will be a sixteen dollar set, and then there's a poly bag with a monkey and a hovercraft in, um, again a single person vehicle. So you've got a couple of very cheap sets, and then you've got this huge jump from sixteen dollars to sixty dollars. You know, four times increase in price, and that's the main. Th- and then you're doubling price again.
1: Yeah, before that,
0: you get to the next set, it's um,
1: it feels very odd. There's like you you nailed it on the head. There's no middle ground set with this week. No. I
0: think, look, the the only way that I would think that you could probably do this as a, to create some middle ground would be to break up the wildlife rescue operation and perhaps you have your treaded vehicle and your lab and your crocodile or treaded ve- vehicle and your elephants and then you've got your helicopter and your crocodile in another set. That might have been a way to do it but yeah, it's really a theme that is full of special occasion sets. It's for Christmas, it's for birthdays. Um, I'm going to use the term grandparents' sets because they're the kinds of sets that your grandparents will buy you.
1: I wish my grandmother would buy me Lego sets. Well, she may not be able to have access to them for as good a price where she
0: lives, I suspect, Jay. Absolutely not. Um. So I, I really look. I really enjoyed that, and ultimately, it doesn't matter what they cost or what we think of the rest of the sets. The animals are adorable. People are going to do their best to buy them, either through the sets or as separate things. I really like all of them. Um, I've got one of the lionesses from a safari set last year, so I don't need to wor- Didn't need to worry about the other big set from the point of view of securing a lioness. I I really like these sets. I think any kid that gets these is going to love them. I think any grown-up who gets them is going to be feeling a bit of a completionist and then cursing the overall expense of it. You'd have a good collection of elephants and lions, great collection of monkeys, and then a few other interesting animals. There's an eagle in the wildlife camp set as well, which I don't have. These sets have got got lots happening in them. The wildlife rescue camp um, has got more minifigures in and I think probably represents a better value set, although perhaps it features like a motorbike, a gyrocopter, and a single-piece boat, as well as a small brick-built truck. I don't know if it um, has that same level of building experience, but certainly you get a good number of minifigures as well as a good number of animals in you really just have to decide what animals you want in order to decide which set you want to get.
1: Yeah, and one one thing I noticed from your review as well is the great use of the, are we going to call them, road plates?
0: Yeah, look, I was really surprised with how well these worked. So we have one in da- a dark tan, these... Plates are six, uh, sorry, eight by 16 studs. They've got some by two plates thick. They've got a couple of four stud long cutouts around their margin, as well as um, a room for a couple of two by four tiles in the middle of them. Um, we have one in dark tan, we have one in dark azure, and they are made to fit in nicely with the surrounding landscape. We have lots of semi-circular plates in the set as well, um, in bright yellowish-green, as well as a couple in the azure, and they clip onto these road plates through a number of different techniques, and those different techniques just make make it feel like a more organic kind of a connection. So they're using irregularly shaped plates, particularly wedge plate um, in a number of places, as well as a circular plate is used to secure um, the little bit of extra water onto the side, which is part of the crocodile's nest. Um, Really clever way to make these big unnatural shapes feel like they're part of the natural landscape and I thought it was really well done
1: yeah I definitely did see that coming I feel like that opens up a lot of possibilities of different colors and variants that we could see from these role plates
0: absolutely and and certainly if you just if we were to get them in um, sort of the light yellowish green or the regular green, as well as tan, I think that they could be quite functional in all sorts of ways. As far as being road plates are concerned, they're, they're working better than I think a lot of people were expecting. It's you need to make an investment in the plates for your collection because you've got lots of regular plates or road-based plates already then it's probably not the way to go but if you're looking at getting going or extending your city I think this is probably ultimately in the long term going to be a more versatile system yeah I really like them really like them one other set that I've just put together has been the 76198 Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus Mech Battle, and this is one of an ever-increasing number of sets with Marvel characters riding in small mech suits, and they've certainly got a well-determined formula now for the way that they construct particularly the torso of the body. There are a couple of well-established variations on arms, legs, and shoulders, and this set fits well from that point of view what i really like about this set um the spider-man mech is predominantly dark blue and red and it's got a really cool printed tile the spider-man minifigure has dual printed dual molded rather red and blue legs and this is the third or fourth time that We've had Spider-Man minifigures this year, but it's the first time that we've actually seen him with moulded legs for some time. The Doc Ock mech, I thought this felt really good. It felt like it belonged with the character. Um, the character's in a the minifigure for Doc Octopus is sort of in a dark green with silver highlight suits, um, which we've seen earlier in the year. But um, he feels like he belongs in a mech and the mech has got the arms all bolted onto the back of the mech itself. The mech is also coloured in the traditional green and sort of bright yellowish-orange that we normally see the character dressing in in the comics. They're, and
1: they're quite playable. I think I think they work are. as a pair, given that you have yeah. a, a, good, a good guy and a bad guy.
0: I was left feeling cold with the ones that I looked at earlier in the year, partly because Captain America and Thor are already such powerful characters that I couldn't really work out what they needed with the mech suit. Having Spider-Man and Doc Octopus in mechs didn't feel quite so naff. And yeah, having the two characters to fight, to play against each other just felt like it was just so much more fun. I felt like I'd had a more enjoyable experience. If you've not... If you're not buying the Daily Bugle and you want a dual-moulded Spider-Man figure,
1: then this is the set to go for. Or you could just add it to the Daily Bugle, because why not?
0: Sure, but the Daily Bugle already has the dual-moulded Spider-Man legs and it's got another version of Doc Octopus. But it doesn't
1: have a mech for both of them.
0: No, but for some reasons there is a little buggy parked halfway up the side of the building. But I digress.
1: Spider-mobile.
0: Spider-mobile. Yeah, we've got a little spidermobile there. I've been trying to work out the point of these mechs beyond a way to make a cheap set with a superhero and kids love mechs. And what I've realised is that these sets are occupying the sort of the place in the market almost that the Mixel sets were occupying about five, six years ago. The mechs are actually really good parts packs if you're looking for clip bar type connections if you're looking for the ball joints if you're looking for the one by two slopes both normal and inverse and also the one by two plates with rounded ends it's got lots of these little elements in that you might be looking at for using for greebling or whatever in in your own model so i've i've developed a new respect for these this putting this set together has actually given me a whole new level of respect for these mini mechs and I'm not going to be quite so reluctant when approaching them in the future to build.
1: Yeah. Would you do you, do you think so we've only seen Marvel mechs. Do you, uh, do you think that they'd work well with DC? I feel like with DC's characters, you mechs make a lot more sense for DC characters. I could see a Flash one, a Batman one makes sense. We've had a BatMech before.
0: We've we've, we've had bat, bat mechs in a slightly larger scale. We've also had Lex Luthor traditionally has a mech suit as well, and it's been some time since we've seen one of those. I think for the or the non-meta-human characters in DC, then they sort of make sense. For the Flash, so long as you didn't try and make it look like one that was designed to go quickly, um, it could help to supplement his powers and it would just so totally... Suit cyborg as well. Just don't put Superman in a mech suit. It's just totally irrelevant <laughs> unless you're powering it with kryptonite, so he's incapable of doing anything else while he's sitting in it.
1: Yeah, um, and, I, and, I, and and I feel like what you've um you've 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 really nailed it on the head that these sets sets at this price point and level are actually way harder to design than we give credit for. I think it's really hard to strike yeah. the right balance between. Playability, value, and also making it kid friendly.
0: Jay, we've seen we've been a little bit too busy reviewing things uh, this week to have a lot of news about other things, which is weird because we did spend the better part of a couple of days at the Lego Fan Media Days, but we've got lots of good bits that are still under embargo and perhaps a few of those embargoes will have come to an end by the time we're recording our next episode so it was great we did have a chance to talk to the Star Wars team we did have a chance to talk to the the team formerly known as creator expert and we did have a chance to talk to a member of the Ninjago team so perhaps we might talk about what we learned with Ninjago next time. Um, anything else that you're looking forward to coming up over the next couple of weeks?
1: I'm not, not not at all the new sets are out. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on some of the Marvel sets. Those are super mm-hmm. exciting. I am a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy, so I've got the Benatar or the Guardians ship on my to build and to review list. So expect that in the coming days, weeks, we've got new friends sets. So I've been I've been saving my friend sets um to build with my daughter. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun.
0: That sounds yeah. like that'll be terrific, yeah. And I've got some monkey kid sets that are waiting to be put together. So I should really do that. Hopefully we'll find some interesting tips and tricks built into those sets as well thank you very much everyone for listening we've been enjoying this episode in the meantime you can contact us on our social media either through twitter or instagram at extra pieces pod or drop us an email to extra pieces pod at gmail.com and we look forward to catching up with you again in the near
1: future as I said I'm Richard and I'm Jay thank you so much for listening and in the meantime, play well.
0: You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Brickblog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.